It is in Christ Jesus. Whom God set forth, was, watch this, as a propitiation, a covering by his blood, through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness because of his forbearance, because in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed. So when Jesus died, he died even for Abraham's sin. Now, so when Abraham died, as a man who believed in the coming Messiah, Abraham went to a place in hell called Abraham's bosom. There are three departments of hell. The first department of hell is called Hades. The second department of hell is called Tartarus. All angels that left their present state he has reserved in darkness in hell. That's, if you check that word, it's Tartarus. The third department of hell before was Abraham's bosom. And that's why a man could be in the burning part of hell and look at Abraham. Abraham's bosom was a part of the, right, the place the righteous people who died went to. They couldn't go to heaven. Because Jesus had not opened the way. Are you following me? That's why when he rose again in Matthew, Matthew 27, let's look at verse 52. It says, and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So, when he rose again from the dead, he brought those people who were in the righteous part of hell. They were not burning. They could drink water. That's why in Luke 16, that man could say, tell Lazarus. He could see them. But those in hell can't see those in heaven. Are you listening to me? So, in the Old Testament, when he offered an animal, God was saying, okay, when the Messiah comes, it was giving him a promissory note. It's like when you write a check to pay for a bill and tell the person, please collect the money in three months. So, God was forgiving them as a promise that in the future, the Messiah will come and you'll receive your full forgiveness. Are you following me? Let's go back again to Romans 3. Are you learning something today? See, if you don't understand these things, you'll be easily confused by arguments. It says, whom God set forth as a problem by his blood, true faith, to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance, in his patience, he has passed over the sins that were previously committed. To demonstrate at this present time his righteousness that he might be just and just of the one who has faith in Jesus. Hebrews 9. Is this happening to anybody today? Let's begin from verse verse 10. Verse 11 rather. But Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come. With a greater and more power time that could not be rehearsed, that is none of this creation. Not with the blood of goats and cows, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. I will come to that, but you can put it down. Number three, he died to redeem us. See, he died to redeem us. 
Jesus died to redeem us. To redeem is to buy back. You saw that in Romans 3 verse 24. Look at it again. We'll come back here. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption of Christ Jesus. Next. Whom God set forth as a proposition by his blood. So when he shed his blood, he redeemed us. In Ephesians 1 verse 7, the Bible says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of his sins according to the riches of his grace. So when he died, he redeemed us. In Colossians 1 verse 14, the Bible says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He redeemed us. And by that redemption, Satan has no claim over your life. Because we've been bought by God. We learned that in the morning. You were bought at a price. Can you remember it? Hallelujah. Now, before I continue, let's look at 1 Peter 1, 18 to 19. And I'll come back here and show you talk about the sins that were in the past. All right? Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Say, I've been redeemed. Now, that means that anything that troubled your family members, God has bought you from it. Hebrews 9. Verse 12. Now with the blood of goats and cows with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of Ephah sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the providing of flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? We'll come to that later. And for this reason, he's the mediator of the new covenant. Watch this. By means of death. For the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant. That means when he died, because redemption is forgiveness, it was paying for the forgiveness under the first covenant. That those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. All right, we say number one, his death, his death was an act of love. Number two, his death was the full payment for our sins. Satan cannot argue against it. Number three, his death was to redeem us. He died to redeem us. Number four, he died to deliver us from the power of Satan. Now, a lot of folks don't know that because Jesus died, Satan's hold over their lives is illegal. Are you following me? In Colossians 2 verse 15, NIV. It says, having disarmed principalities and powers, it made a public spectacle of them. How? Triumphing over them. How? By the cross, he died to deliver us from the power of Satan. 
If you really understand this, you will know that no devil has a right to oppress you. Because the reason Satan should have a right over you was the debt you owed. But he has paid your debts by dying for you. In Hebrews 2 verse 9, the Bible tells us, But we say Jesus was made a little rather than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for who? For who? Talk to me now. For who? That was the debt you owed. Now look at verse 14. Inasmuch as the children are partaking of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same. That he through death might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. To release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. He died to deliver us from the power of of the devil. In 1st John 5 19. The Bible says we are of God. We know that we are of God. And the whole world lies under the sway. Of the wicked one. The whole world. Lies under the sway of the wicked one. And Galatians 1 3 to 4. Says grace and peace. From God the father. And our Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this. Who gave himself for our sins. We will deal with that later. The payment, but we look at the washing away of the sins. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age. So the death of Jesus Christ delivers me from this present evil. So whatever evils come with the season, comes with the year, comes with the decade, I've been delivered from it. According to the will of God our Father. In Colossians 1 verse 13, the Bible says he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Say, I am delivered. Say, I am delivered. delivered. So why is it that the devil cannot kill you? Because you are delivered from the power of the devil. Because he has tasted death for you. Are you following me? All right. Now, number five, he died to obtain our forgiveness. He died to obtain our forgiveness. The death of Jesus Christ made forgiveness possible. When I mean forgiveness, remission of sins possible. So now our sins are washed away. See? Our sins, God doesn't hold your sin against you because of the blood of Jesus. Like we said in in Hebrews 9 verse 22, it says... According to, all, to the law, all things are purified with blood. And with shedding of blood, there is no, without shedding of blood, there is no remission without the shedding of blood. Remission is our first, a washing away. The blood of Jesus Christ does not just cover sins, it washes it away. In Hebrews 10 verse 1, Hebrews 10 verse 1. It says, for the law having a shadow of good things to come and not a very image of things can never with the same sacrifice which they offer year by year make those who approach perfect. 
For then would they have not for, for then for then would they not have ceased to be offered? For the worshippers once purified would have no more consciousness of sins. In other words, they say he had a consciousness of sin. See, but when you come to Christ, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 9 14, it cleanses your conscience, it purges your conscience. See, it purges your conscience, it cleanses it. But his blood. When you realize that, hey, when I confess a sin, uh, all that sin is washed away. When it's forgiven, it is never remembered. It's washed away. When you get a white shirt, it's dirty, and you wash it, it's clean, you don't find the dirt anymore. He says, though your sins be as scarlet, it shall be as white as snow. He washes it away. He died to obtain your forgiveness. Are you following me? Look at this verse 3. But in those sacrifices, a reminder of sins everywhere. For it's not possible that the, the blood of sins, bulls and goats, should take away sins. See? Now, the word remission is an accounting word. I don't know if you, how many of you did accounting? Remitted to your account. Remitted. You see that? Remitted. So, Jesus, when he died... The Bible says he became sin for us. Because he bore our sins in his body. He carried your sins. He carried my sins. Are you following me? We'll come back here. Go to Isaiah 53. And we're going to read verse 5 and 6. Then we will run to 10. Isaiah 53, 5 Six. Okay, maybe we'll read from five to ten, so you can get the 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 gist. But he was wounded for my transgressions; he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Now, why do we have peace through our Lord Jesus Christ? Because God has punished him for me. So now, God has nothing against me. Because the reason he would have been angry, somebody has suffered for it. Are you following me? Look at Luke 24, 46 to 47. We'll come back here. Luke 24, 46 to 47. He said, Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was the for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Next. And that repentance and remission of sins, the washing away of sins, should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Acts 13, 38 to 39. It says, therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. Next, 39. And by him, everyone who believes is justified from all things which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. In other words, when you come to Jesus Christ, all those requirements that you could not meet that were against you are blotted away. So the man in Christ is as though he never sinned because his sins are washed away. Are you following me? Because if you live with a guilty conscience, your faith will not function. And that's why you need to understand what Jesus did. Why did he die? Because God has said the soul that sinned, it shall die. But someone has died for me. So your death is bacteria to the cross. That's why Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. 
Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. You see that? So, it back there this cross. It's there to the cross. So now, the COVID that could kill you is back there to the cross. Because Jesus took your COVID. You don't have any COVID for yourself. Hallelujah. Are you out there? Celebrate Jesus for a moment. See, Jesus is the answer. Tell someone, Jesus is the answer. Yeah. In Acts 10 verse 43, the Bible tells us, Peter is preaching, it says, to him all the prior witness that through his name, whoever believes in him, will receive remission of sins, forgiveness of sins. Your sins are washed away. In 1 John 1, 9, the Bible says, if we confess our sins, it is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, watch this, and to cleanse us from what? From all unrighteousness. Look at 1 John 5, verse 16. Give me verse 17. 17. 17. All unrighteousness is sin. So, when he cleanses me from all right, he cleanses me from all my sin. When I say, Father, forgive me for what I've done, I am washed by that blood as though I have never sinned. And there are many of you here, like we said in the morning, you are virgins in the sight of God because you stayed away from sin, since, uh, from sexual sin, since you got born again. Yeah, some of you fell back into it, but he washed it away, and because he washed it away, it's as though it never happened. So in his sight, you're still, give it to me, a virgin. Jesus died to obtain our forgiveness. All right, Isaiah 53. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Oh, Jesus. He has suffered for my transgression. See, I know why I will not suffer. Because he has suffered for my transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of peace was upon him, and by his rest we are healed. I don't want to touch that yet. Go, move on. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him. What did he put on him? The iniquity, the sin nature of one us all. That means you've been delivered from the power of sin because the sin nature has been taken away in Christ. Because him who knew no sin became sin for us. Hallelujah. Say, I am redeemed. I am forgiven. Now, when you say you're forgiven, you're saying that there are no records of sin against you. You are innocent as though you have never sinned in your life. Think of if this is the way you've been living your Christian life. Because many of you here, you still, uh, I remember those days, uh, those days when person bad, you were never bad. Because you're a new creation. So you need to change your philosophy. See, Paul so understood this, that 
his name was Saul. As he grew, he used his Greek name, Paul. The same person, but as he knew, says Christ came to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Hallelujah. All right. Isaiah 3 verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. He had opened not his mouth. You see, I said he offered himself. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, as a, as a sheep before his shearers is silent. So he opened his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who declares generation? See, that's why I told you that he didn't have a child. I said, who declares generation? He doesn't have a child. Who declares generation? He was cut off from the land of the living. He died an untimely death. That's why you will live long. Jesus died young, so you may live long. For the transgression, watch this, for the transgression of, the, of my people, he was stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked, but with a rich at his death. Because he had done no violence, no deceit was in his mouth. Nor was, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet he pleased the Lord to bruise him. He put him to grief. I'll come to that later. That verse 10 in the Young's Bible translation when I'm dealing with sickness. When, watch this. When you make his soul. What did you make his soul? An offering for sin. Now watch this and watch this closely. In Leviticus 17, 10 to 11. The Bible gives us a mystery to understand this place. It says, and whatever man of the house of Israel or the stranger who dwells among you, who eats blood, I will set my face against the person who eats blood and will cut him off from among the people. That's why we don't eat blood. For the life of the flesh, this word life here is the soul of the flesh. It will make his soul an offering for sin. It says, for the life the word is nefesh. The word soul is nefesh. So he will make his life. And which life? For the life of the flesh, the soul of the flesh, the nefesh of the flesh is where? In the blood. Are you following me? So when his blood was shed, that was the offering for sin. That meant an end to every demonic oppression. It silences the argument. The Bible tells us of Abel's blood that cried from the ground. It was crying vengeance. Don't forget the blood of Jesus Christ. Not only go to the holy place, which we'll deal with later, but the blood of Jesus Christ touched the ground as well. Which means he reconciled the earth to himself. It's there. I will come to the Colossians. We will get there. But I wanted to see this. Now when he died on that cross. And his blood touched the earth. It meant that wherever I am. I find favor. Are you following me? For the life of the flesh. Is in the blood. And I have given to you upon the earth. To make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. So when he shed his blood. An atonement was made for my soul. Go back to Isaiah 3 verse 10. It says, It shall see his seed. It shall prolong his days. Who is the seed? I am his seed. 
So it lives through you, it lives through me. Now you now know why Paul says, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. I am in seed. He prolongs his death through me. Are you following me? It shall see his seed. It shall prolong his seed. The pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. Look at the next verse. It shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. When God saw that blood, he was satisfied with the claims of justice. And God says, I will not again, never again be angry with you and keep it forever. No, I will never again. Because the blood satisfied the claims of justice. And many of you here, you don't know God has nothing against you. You've repented. You ask for forgiveness. He washes away as though you never sinned. So in the sight of God, you are without sin. You are without blame. Jesus has been blamed for you. Jesus has borne your shame. He was stripped. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. For he shall bear what? Their iniquities. Look at this. Verse 12. Therefore, divide him a portion with the great, and shall divide his spot with the strong. He has poured out, watch this, his soul unto death. He has poured out. What did he pour out? The blood. Because the life of the flesh is in the blood. Which have given us an atonement for your soul. And the word soul is nephesh. He poured out his nephesh, his soul. So when he was dying. Oh, let me share this with you. Do you know that your attributes, your temperaments, and many things about you is carried in your blood? Are you aware of that? If you do a blood transfusion right now. And if someone takes blood from you, they will pick up your personality. Follow me closely. Jesus healed the sick. That story is carried in his blood. Jesus raised the dead. It's carried in his blood. Jesus cast out devils. It's carried in his blood. Everything is deed, everything he did. That message, that history is in his blood. And you take communion. So every time you take communion, whatever it, the blood accomplished when he was alive, is released into you. And he was normal transgressions, and he bore the sins of many, and he made intercession for transgressors. Transgressors, how? Through the blood. Right now, the blood is interceding for me. It speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Hallelujah. Are you all there? Number five, it died to do what? Obtain our forgiveness. No, that's number six, right? Number six. We are going to number six now. Okay. Hallelujah. You're following. 
Now, I said I would take you to something later. In the year 19, I think it's 1996, they were doing the coronation service as they called it, the homegoing of Archbishop Benson Idahosa of Blessed Memory. When I was going, the Lord spoke to me and said, Christianity is not trying to attain. Christianity is an exchange. Let me explain. Let me give you number six if I give you this revelation. Number six. It died to reconcile men to God. You can say reconcile men back to God. One of the primary reasons why Jesus came is to reconcile men back to God. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 19, the Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. You see that? It came to reconcile men back to God. Reconciliation is a change of relationship. What is the state of harmony between two people who are in conflict? And that's why Romans 5 verse 1 says, Being just